0: let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 175. I'm your hostess, Brittany Crossan, episode 175. I am so excited. Today's guest's Yes, there are two. They are a dynamic duo, a mother-daughter duo, okay? So Helen is known as the TikTok teacher. She demystifies the social media process and teaches people step-by-step how to cre- how to start creating their own videos as a commercial director, like in television, with more than 30 years of production experience. Helen knows her way around the camera. She knows her way around the edit room, her storytelling style. It's elevated global brands like Blistex, Sensodyne, Odor Eaters, and the NFL just to name a few. Okay, Helen. Um, (laughs) Helen's daughter, Julie, is a social media strategy expert and she's worked with brands such as Boar's Head, Caviar, Del Monte, I mean, and more. She's developed custom social media strategies and she's helped them create epic content, you guys. Not only does she work with the creative side but julie has also helped brands implement effective systems for social media teams to run efficient sustainable and consistent content to their audiences these two ladies are social media geniuses and they are here to talk with us today i'm so stoked about this welcome back and welcome for the first time to the social sunshine podcast helen Pelosi and julie Pelosi. okay i am so excited that you guys are here Helen and Helen's daughter Julie so Helen's been with me on the show before but Julie has not welcome you guys welcome Hi. to the show
1: thanks for Hi, having you. us
0: <laughs> thank you so much for being on and taking the time i know you gals are busy um everybody is so obsessed with the fact that you're coming back and doing things with my community Helen so thank you so much for doing this um in fact i meant to tell you i don't think i told you this already like off air, um, I had asked in my uh, membership in the, the Facebook group if they had requests like it's a while, like before the new year, before 2023 for guest speakers. And i had already talked to you about coming to do that, and nobody knew. And there were a couple of people that actually asked for you. Oh, <laughs> and I was so like, nice. I was like, haha, you don't even know <laughs> what I have planned. Um, that's awesome. so, no, yes, yeah. so we love the TikTok teacher.
2: Um, thanks for joining us too, Julie. How are you? Yeah. I'm really happy to be here. Big, big, big fan of the mothership and the features. anytime we get to do stuff together is fun.
0: (laughs) Y'all are doing so much together. We're going to dive into that um, because you guys have work projects together and a podcast coming up together and all kinds of things. So I want to, I want to hear all of this stuff. Um, But first let's just rewind for anybody that maybe doesn't know that's like living under a rock, um, (laughs) doesn't know about your story, Helen and yours, Julie. So take us back years back before the more recent years and the explosion of TikTok and everything, were both of you social media lovers before? No, kind of. What was y'all's deal with social media like maybe
1: five years ago or something? Okay, I'll start and then Julie, you pick it up, okay? So mm-hmm. before before social media, I have always been an, an embracer of social media from when it first came out. I was an early adopter of Facebook, early adopter of Instagram, because I'm in production and I do TV commercials. I I was producing and now I and now I direct TV commercials. So when my crew is doing stuff and they tend to be younger and they're in the know, I would always hop right on it. So I was an early adopter of Instagram, loved it. And I started, as soon as Instagram turned into more like video and doing the stories, I was doing interviews, man on the street stuff, because I wanted to... To better myself for my job by practicing doing interviewing on my social media. So I've always been an, an adopter. And Julie actually worked in social media bef- way before me. So I don't know, you want to talk about your little history in the social media world, Julie?
2: Yeah, I guess when I first joined Instagram, I really wanted to be like a travel influencer and <laughs> really like tried, but it really just wasn't panning out. And I was working as a graphic designer in Chicago, and kind of was doing freelance gigs, working for different companies and found I really enjoyed working the social media side of things for like graphic design. And that was kind of like my gateway into working in social media in a more full-time capacity first, was just like designing graphics and doing photo shoots of food for, you know, that was before reels and video content, like um, making, doing all that kind of stuff. And that just kind of evolved and I really figured out that I really liked working in the social media space. So then I got really into like the strategy and the analytics of it all and worked at a lot of agencies and then, you know, was full-time and a food marketing social media company for almost a year. And that's where I got a lot of experience and like really honed my craft, I would say in the social media world. That's cool. And you, and you guys have mentioned
0: previously to me before we recorded that, you have your own strengths in the social media world, which is re- which is why obviously you are such a great combo because you complement each other. Like, so y'all were saying like Julie's more strategy and Helen, you, since you've you been in production and television production and all that already. And you're on that side of it. So you put those two things
1: together and it's just like magic, right? <laughs> yeah, that's why it was like a no brainer for me when I was looking for someone um to, to work with me on the socialized platform. Because for those who don't know, I was VC funded to start a platform, to to help people learn how to create content on social media and I've loved it, but I still am working in production. I'm still directing commercials. So I needed help. I can't, run a second business all by myself when I'm also running a production business. So it was a no-brainer to me when I was able to invite Julie to join me because I was thinking, man, she has all the skills and she's so complementary to my skills because where I have the production and how to edit and the transitions, and I know how to do the nuts and bolts of it and the storytelling part of it, Julie is really good at the strategy and the, the higher thinking behind it and how to take something simple like here's what you're going to do with a trend that it's going to work for your niche. And I'm like, wow, that's a mind explosion. I never would have thought about it that way. So she has a good type of strategic thinking behind her creativity and Mm -hmm. we're just complimentary. I just, it's like a perfect fit. You're the perfect pair. Yeah. (laughs) Even if she wasn't family, I would have, I would have hired her. I feel like the strategy
2: portion of my brain kind of comes in from just being such a consumer of social media over like the past I don't even know how long, many years, but I don't know. I just feel like as soon as I look at someone's account, I can figure out what they're doing wrong, what they need to be doing right, like how they can adapt and different strategies on how to grow. So and I really like in a weirdly natural way for something that's fairly new.
1: <laughs> it's a talent because sometimes I'll think, my God, how did she see that so fast? Like she can look at it and see it so fast. Mm-hmm. And that's why we decided to come together on Socialize and provide this Extra resource for people because we're doing the creative forecast, which is a weekly email. We share trends, we share original content ideas and music suggestions. And where Julie really, really is strong is thinking about that original content and how to work it for each person's niche. So she'll give an idea, like, here's what you can do this week tell a story about your business and do it this way. And she will give exactly like instructions on how to do it. And then I read it, and I'm like, oh, that was a good idea. I should do one of those. You know? <laughs> Those girls got good advice. <laughs> she's good. She's good. So, and we do team up really nicely on those things because I tend to be the one that's like testing the trends out right away. As soon as trend comes out, I'm like, I'm doing that new cartoon effect or whatever it is. <laughs> and then we'll see if did that one take off and then we'll put that one in as a trend. So, I don't know. We just team up perfectly on that. And I always look forward to when she's like, it's ready for your review. And then I can go into the platform <laughs> and I can look at it and do and add my little secret sauce. I
0: love so, it. So, good time. So, I love it. You're, it's perfect. Yeah. Per, perfect pair is the best way to put it. So, so, okay. So, let's real quick. I have, I have, okay. I have so many things. So, I want to ask y'all, <laughs> hang on. Let me to calm down, Brittany. Um, tell us what socialize is because okay. maybe not everybody knows what
1: socialize is. This is a very exciting project. Okay. Hello, socialize.com is a platform where we are teaching through tutorials, through classes, and through workshops how to create content for social media. So, it's geared towards beginners intermediates, and I actually put some expert lessons up there as well. And I actually create the tutorials, but together, Julie and I host monthly workshops, and then we record those and we put them up there. And everything on the platform is completely free because our goal is to build a community and build an audience that will have value in bigger numbers. So we're not looking to sell you a class or sell you a package. That's not our goal at this time. The idea is here's a free resource, and it's just for you to learn. And what we've done to Add on to that is create a weekly email, which is run through Socialize, and that provides you with resources and trend ideas and music ideas. So, all of that is built into the business of Socialize. Does that describe it? Yeah. How'd I do,
2: Julie? I I think the goal is to be a completely free resource for social media beginners, like brands, businesses, influencers, just everyone. I mean, you can go to so many places to find social media resources, but you end up having to go to like YouTube and then like, you can go pay for a class on Skillshare or Teachable, and then you can go do this other influencers course. And it's just like, you end up going to so many places. So I feel like our
1: goal is to just like consolidate the resource and make it really accessible. What's right. really cool about it is initially when we were funded, they were wanted us to lean into teaching older people. And it was just because I think I'm older. So they were like, sure. oh, she should attract an older audience. But what happened is we realized that that's not who the audience was. It's spanned from, I have like the 20 year old saying oh i think my mom just taught me how to do this tiktok you know so i mean for me it's been really kind of cool to see that it's not just inviting in people that are relatable to me but it's also people who are relatable to julie's age and to you know th- they look at me as right. like the mom that's teaching them or the teacher they never had so, so it's just right. been a really cool kind of a cool experience to to see the comments and the response and then we answered that response by not Staying in one lane, we're just going right. to really be a resource for everyone.
0: It's it's so good. It's so smart. I remember when you first were telling me about it a while back, and I was just like, "Yes, I, I love this." But I I, but I love the age thing, by the way. <laughs> I've got to point it out because I because I'm just I, I mean I don't know maybe be, maybe because I'm I'm in my 40s and I I didn't really get to like aggressively pursue my own career until I was 40. Before that, I was doing all the mom stuff and my husband worked full-time and I only worked part-time. And so I, maybe, maybe it's like a sentimental thing for me, like to get started Mm -hmm. on something later, you know, whatever. But to me, it's really, really cool. And honestly, I would rather learn from you than, than, you know, most younger people. So yeah, it's also,
1: I have a way of breaking it down and explaining it. You're really good at that. Yeah. you You know, it is because I think that as an older person, I learned, I had to learn that all of these technologies as I went and as I learned them, I had, I remember how I figured it out. And so yeah. I teach it in a way that's digestible to somebody who didn't grow up with it. Whereas yeah. a lot of the younger tutorialists and they're great at what they do because I can watch them and understand it, but not everyone's going to be able to watch and understand that because they didn't right. grow up with technology. So I think the way I'm spoon feeding it in a way and in a nice way, and it's like a welcoming way, it's a different way of learning. And I feel like the our next stop is to do actually a bit of slower paced classes so that you know, older people who can't even keep up with my, what I think are slow tutorials on, on TikTok. They <laughs> can't even keep up with those. I'm like, I'm going to be making classes that are even slower for them. So we're going to cover cool. it all. We're going to cover it all.
0: That's cool. Well, I mean, cause this, as y'all know, social media can be a place for everyone. It's not about a certain age. It's not about the way you look or where you grew up or it's, it's so amazing and so vast and we could all take advantage of it in different ways and, and have fun with it. Right. I mean, obviously you guys are having fun on it. I mm-hmm. wanted to ask you about that about y'all's um y'all's content together. Yeah. You, so you have so so much together that you've mm-hmm. done. What so is Julie like strategizing this or is Helen just, or, or is Helen just making Julie like, no, we're just going to, we're just going, we're on the street and we're just going to go up this dude and ask him to dance with <laughs> Julie. You don't need to plan it out. Like, how is it? How, do y'all have an approach or are you just
2: kind so of going funny?
1: Out? I'm going to let you answer oh. that Julie, because we know that <laughs> mine is very sporadic. I'm like very like, boom, let's just do this. But. It's definitely a little bit of
2: both. I know whenever I have like a trip planned to go back home or like mom's gonna come visit me I will start saving videos as like reference points of like we need to like recreate this or we need to do this trend we need to do this dance so I literally make like a backlog like list of TikToks I want to make together and then the funny part is whenever we get together we like like it seems like we make a lot of content but sometimes we we make like no content. I and know
1: sometimes just, we're like we just we just have we're together for two days. We didn't make any TikToks. It's really funny, but <laughs> yeah. I think that's part of it because when we're separate, we're constantly focusing on our TikToks, and then we're like sending things to each other, and then when we're finally together, we're like oh let's be mom and daughter for five minutes because we don't yeah. get to do that as much anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so it is, it is really funny, but we do we do make a, like sometimes I'll go off and make a TikTok, and then she catches me behind the scenes, and she's like oh yeah mom went to relax, but actually she's making a TikTok. So we end up making. I saw that
0: bit- video. That y'all yeah, about we end that. up making content,
1: making, <laughs> making fun of each other, which is a whole, you know, a whole different level, <laughs> but we do. Um, we do. We like to think we plan it, but a lot of times it's really spontaneous.
0: Yeah. No, you I know what's really it. cool,
1: Brittany though. So for our for working together now that Julie's working with me, she's the more organized one, and so I always say like she's the boss and she has to tell me what to do. But she literally uses these platforms that I've never used before, like Asana and Airtable, and she uses Notion, all the things. And she's like, "Here's your task list. Please go look at your task list." And I'm I'm, I'm like, "Can you please approve the content?" Check it off. I know. Wow. Keep you so organized, funny. Helen. I know. So she, I laugh about. It. I'm like, she's the boss. Tell me what I have to do this week, Julie. That's what we say. To her. Oh my god, I yeah. love that.
0: That's so funny. Um, we always say told, we're Freaky Friday. I told you guys before, oh yeah, before we started recording that I grew up in the family business. So to me, you guys working together is just like so familiar and. I understand that. And I worked with my dad for years. And, um, I was just saying last night, if I could figure out a way to to get my dad into my business and so we could work together for a little while longer, I would do it, you know, and it's really special. Do y'all, do y'all, how are y'all feeling about it? Like, is it, does it feel comfortable to you guys? Was it weird at first? Like, what was the vibe there?
1: Go ahead, Julie. Uh,
2: I've always said that mom's been my best boss and I, you know, I've gone off and, I've gotten other jobs. I freelanced. I worked a bunch of odd jobs. And I would always say like, oh, working for mom is always like the best just because it's like, at first I thought I was like, oh, it's just because she's my mom and she like gets it. But it's also at the same time, we kind of talked about this in our own podcasts. I really love the creative freedom that mom gives me with things and like the trust that's like usually not there with like other bosses or like you have to like spend years earning that. So it's, not that it was like easy, but mom just like trusts my vision and a lot of things, which has been really, really nice. Like she told me to just take the podcast and run. And I, you know, I developed the branding and the creative and I directed like a photo shoot for it. So that's been really nice. And I just think, I don't know, we've been working, like I started working for you in high school and then I freelanced for you in college. And it just was like a really natural fit of like, this works but yeah just was, into, like the one thing we did have to do in the more recent years was like okay we need boundaries <laughs> I don't want to be texted about work after five or on the weekends so. <laughs> and then it was like oh we haven't talked about anything outside of work in like a month so then we had to like kind of reset like almost like our work boundaries and resetting like our personal like mother yes, so we, relationship right.
1: <laughs> Yeah, are, I you should be- mention- are you? Is
0: is Julie better about boundaries than Helen, or is it okay? Yeah.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. See my brain, I'm going to just, I want to go back and say two things. One is Julie has worked with me in production capacity as a production assistant. She was a child hand model on a couple of shoots when she was like, I don't even know seventh grade or something. So she was always in the production scene. And so she, then at one point when she moved to Chicago at first, didn't you do a production with you? You were a PA on another shoot. And she was like, Mm -hmm. I'll never be a PA on another shoot unless you're directing it. Like she couldn't believe the difference in the way I communicate to my crew and the way I run a set versus mm-hmm. what she was experiencing. So that was kind of cool. The the other thing that I will say that I've kind of, I've lost track on, oh yeah, is the boundaries. So she's really good with boundaries because she when she's in work, she's in hardcore work. And then when she's off, she goes into vacation mode or like time off mode. I am constantly thinking about work and even, and I think partly is because I love my work so much that through the years, wow. I've had to be constantly on as a business owner and also being a mom as when you're working, you know this, Brittany, Sometimes you can't work in that moment because you're doing something with the school thing. So then you have to make up for it in the evening. Yeah. So I didn't have any problem ever like, oh, I'm turning it off and I'm turning it on. I'm turning it off and turning it on. I've been doing that for so long. It became habit. So yeah. now without kids home, I don't, I probably don't need to do that, but my brain has programmed like that. So <laughs> all of a sudden at night, I think of something I'm texting it to her and I'm like, I got to stop doing that because she's not in work mode right now. Like right. she's wrapped up for yeah. the, so I really, I've <laughs> Oh my God. So- yeah. I know. <laughs> Sometimes done, I'll get yeah, like a really long text and like
2: my boyfriend, Steve will look over and be like, oh my God, what's happening? I'm like, it's work. But I think <laughs> another like big part of like the boundaries is like, you know, I had a big like mental health awareness like situation a couple years ago where I really realized like I have a lot of anxiety and like working after hours is really not good for that. And like, so I free that was always working like similar to mom, like after hours, like I'll sit on the couch and work, you know, nine, 10 PM. And then I kind of had this like realization, like, no, that's like making things worse in my brain. So I kind of set those boundaries up to like help myself. Cause that just makes me a better like employee and like worker and creative person. And kind of like sharing that with mom was like really helpful. So now she like understands why I like these barriers just so that I can keep my brain calm. Right. <laughs> well,
0: I, I love it. It's another thing y'all are, y'all are different on your are complimenting each other on. And, and some, somebody listening is going to, is going to connect to each of you right. in their right. own way. So it's fantastic. I love it. Uh, um, okay. We got to spend some time talking about what has been happening in, in y'all's lives recently mm-hmm. your life, Helen, and with cancer and with being on social media with that, and then yeah. together so much, And the whole thing is just like for, I don't know if this is similar to like what you may have already heard from other people, but the whole thing has been watching y'all together through that has been like one of the most beautiful, (laughs) wonderful things I've ever seen. I'm a, I'm a mushy hard on my sleeve person. So, you know, sorry, I'm going to go there, but (laughs) if you wouldn't mind sharing, um, from, Whenever it started yep. just to give anybody that doesn't know you an idea of what happened and then how it kind of progressed into you guys really teaming up so much in this content and Julie being obviously there for you for the whole thing. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So I'll try, I'm going to do a nice condensed summary for you, but in <laughs> back in uh, right on, it was Memorial day weekend when I started to lose my vision and the doctors were not sure why, because I was seeing eye doctors and then a two week and a half week process of me almost going completely blind until they discovered because I had stomach pain that it was lymphoma. So I had this journey. Now, Julie was living in Chicago at the time and my other kids were, you know, my other kids were here and my husband was here for me, but she was um, at a disadvantage while this difficult part was happening. So she was not with me physically. And it was really a struggle. So that part of it, once once I had the diagnosis and we knew what we had to do, and it was going to be radiation and chemo. And you know, thankfully for me, after my first two bouts of radiation, I did start to get my eyesight back right away. But when she first came, I was still blind and she was my eyes. So she came from Chicago, decided she was going to spend, I think it was like six weeks in the summer to stay with us so that she could be support with me, come with me to the chemo sessions and whatnot. And I, as soon as she walked in, it was like a sigh of relief. Like I had like my eyesight came, I don't, I I can't even explain it, but it was like my backup, my person who's going to be able to check my social media for me, because even though my husband's there and could read my phone, my son is there and he could like help me through my messages. He's not as in tune to my social media as Julie was. And I really wanted to share what was happening with me, but I wasn't able to do it without any help because I couldn't see. So our first Mm -hmm. thing was we launched a seven minute, you know, she took all the footage I was shooting of myself. I was literally documenting everything that was happening because I was somewhat terrified. And I also felt like I need to document this, whether it's for me and it's ever going to be seen. I don't know, but the more I would document, the more it was therapeutic for me to do it. And I was like, Felt like I was talking to an imaginary friend when I was talking to my phone, and I couldn't even see it half the time. I was like, I hope I'm recording, you know. So it was really when she came and we were able to sit together, and she was able to, at least we were able to put together a video so I could launch it. With you know, I have like I had a half a million followers at the time that were like, where are you? That you know, we haven't seen heard from you in two weeks, and I couldn't even read my phone, so it was a rough time, Brittany, it was rough. Yeah. And then when she walked in, she brought me some peace. And then she was there with me through the whole, you know, going to chemo, helping me with my, with my business, answering my emails. I mean, I had productions underway, and she was helping me with that. So she was really like the rock through that time. And happy to happy for you to add to it, Julie, what what were you thinking at the time?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was rough in the beginning. But, you know, it was really nice being able to finally come home. And, you know, I still have your accounts on my phone and like, I still log into your emails, like whatever. And it was, I felt like I could be helpful in that way. Even if I was far away, like having access to your email and access to your social media, you know, like I could keep those up to date for you and like respond to people for you, even if I wasn't in New York. So that was like pretty, pretty comforting. At the same time, like, I, I was working in social media and I felt like what am I doing like I don't really like I just had this like you know what I don't nothing matters you know <laughs> like I went through that whole phase of like nothing matters except mom and if mom can see and if mom is healthy and then you know obviously Jonathan having his like accident in the summer too was just like another layer of things um for people who don't know like uh, my brother uh suffered a spinal cord injury over the summer and was temporarily paralyzed. So that was like another layer of things where I was just in the zone of like, nothing matters. I don't know why I'm working in social media. I don't know why I care about this right now. Like all that really matters is like my family's health. So I think like on the other side of it, the reason I wanted to like work with mom is like, you know, still like the scare of like, oh no, like I could have lost her. (laughs) Like, and now wanting to be able to like spend more time with her now and like, I'd always pushed off wanting to work together because I wanted to like forge my own path. And I feel like I just had this realization, it's like, okay, what's the point of waiting if I know like this is what I want to do and like be working with her and spending more time? So you
1: yeah. both cry so, now.
0: No, you make you're making us cry, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's, it, it's it's so special and um Wow, I'm gonna take that. I'm take that as a sign. I told you I'm trying to to find a way to work with my dad. I need to do that. I need to do that. Thank thank you for saying that. Um. Well, it also thank you for sharing this stuff. Like for me as an individual, I'm sure tons of people feel the same way. I mean, the first time I saw you on camera, Helen, whenever you're talking about how you couldn't see, I was crying. Uh And Ryan's like, "You okay? Shit, what happened?" You know. And um. said, Helen. It's my friend Helen. She, you know. And it was it was so upsetting, but so incredible to see that you guys were willing to work together to share that, like the impact that you guys made with that. Come on. That's yeah, huge. I'm ever sure ever you've ever gotten ever tons ever of ever messages ever and God. comments and
1: yeah. And Julie at the time was reading a lot of them to me, but it was overwhelming and people made videos. I mean, we did a whole, can- we did a podcast episode about the cancer journey and the two of us cried probably for half of it. I mean, we got through it, but we did <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> we, we literally like relived it. And I actually went through all the footage because we're putting together a documentary to, to show how it played out on social media. And even, even watching that is like an emotional, it's an, it's emotional ride because I realized I was so in the thick of it. I didn't even know half the time what I was recording. And sometimes looking back on some of the videos that we never even posted where I was like, well, if I'm blind, I'm going to learn how to teach. I don't remember ever thinking that Mm -hmm. I remember thinking if I'm blind, I don't want to live. Like, that's what I remember. So it's kind of interesting to look back on these, on this content and say, we have it all documented. There's no way I could rewrite history. Like I can't make it up a different way than it happened. And I think that's my favorite thing about what I did more than anything else, because I love the support and I love the prayers that I think saved me and people like sending me Reiki and good vibes through the, through the internet, strangers on the internet, whereas, you know, nice to me as family. So I, I look back to that and I think it was, it had to happen that way. And I'm so glad that I had the instinct to do it.
0: Right. I'm so glad that you did too. Y'all, y'all just handled that. I mean, I know you, it wasn't perfect. I'm just saying you handled it so well, as far as that choice to share and make the impact that you made. I mean, obviously it's a huge deal. Um, What, so like, did you ever hesitate, hesitate to share or were you just like, no, I'm a social media person, and we are sharing this. You know what? How, what there's a couple.
1: Yeah, there's a couple of things there. So one is my husband's not really interested in being in my social media, so I have to be conscious of that. Like who wants to be involved and who doesn't. Number one. Number two. I did. I was you know, as Julie will say, I was gaslighting them with positivity, but when I got my (laughs) eyesight back, I was so elated to be able to see through chemo that I wasn't even that upset about having chemo. I was like, thank God I can see, do whatever you got to do, stick the needles in, do it all. So I had this weird kind of high moment of like, wow, I can see now I can do anything kind of powerful feeling. But at the same time, I also wasn't always happy. Like there was, I went in for a spinal and I was like, literally crying. I was like, I'm terrified. I hate the spinal needle. And so I thought I need to record this too. Cause it wouldn't be fair if I was only posting the times when I felt good. Cause then I'm not showing the truth of what's happening. So even though people might come and say, Oh, why are you crying on the internet? And sometimes Julie would be like my mom crying on the internet, but seriously, <laughs> I, I needed to show it truthfully. So even as much as I'm done with chemo and I've beat cancer and now i decide I'm going to go without a wig. I was crying for, I can't even talk about it. I'll probably start crying again, but Julie was with me and I had a complete (laughs) breakdown. I just started crying. I cried for like eight hours one day about my hair. Like I was blind. Why am I crying about my hair? She even said it. She's like, you're crying more about your hair than you did when you were (laughs) blind. I, I was like, I don't want
2: to sound mean, but I feel like you're crying a lot more now than you did when I like first. It's a
1: little reality ears. moment, mom. <laughs> it happens. It's like, but I also want people to know like that happens too. Like you think you're well, and then you have an emotional breakdown because maybe it's, maybe it's all coming, tumbling, tumbling down. Maybe now I'm um, realizing what I went through. And, and now this is the aftermath. I'm mourning the loss of my hair. I didn't mourn it when we, sh- when we shaved it, I was like, yeah, we got to do this. I was in go mode but then after the fact i was like in sad mode and i couldn't get out i couldn't get out of it it was intense so i had to make a video about it cuz i'm like this is not real if i'm not telling both sides of the story here so that was my my mission was not to fake it like i wanted to show it truthfully and if i didn't show the bad stuff it wasn't going to be truthful yeah and so people could I, like I, like it or, lunk it or lump it you know kind of thing
2: you are also just like such a positive person that i think it's really re- like, refreshing when you're not positive on social media, like in a weird way, just because, like, you know, when this all first was happening and I was like telling some of my closer friends, um, like, oh my God, I'm like, are you okay? Like, is she okay? I'm like, she's really fine. Like, she's happy. Like, she's okay. And people were confused with like how positive you were. So I think it honestly is almost like helpful because it's like, oh, you're, you're human. Like, you also are feeling like sad about this. Maybe it's like, you know, a delayed feeling of like grief and all this other, all these other emotions that were just, you know, maybe took a while to surface, but I think it's really refreshing because you are really positive, like 99.9% of the time. And then, you know, not that I like to see you cry, but I'm like, oh yes. You 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 have the full range of human emotions.
1: <laughs> I, do. I cried like I cried like I was, you don't even know. It was a ridiculous day. And I still am mad at myself. Even when I was in it, I was like, this is ridiculous. I should be grateful for my eyesight. Why am I so upset? Like this is crazy. But it's also a very real thing that happened. And it was like I don't know. It just made me so crushed. I couldn't get past it. And I had to admit that. And I kept saying to Julie, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm wasting. Like we were, to, we were, we had a last day on a trip together that we were working together and uh, it was our last day and we were actually out to brunch. I'm like, I'm sorry. I wrecked our last day, but I couldn't help it. I was just like sobbing like a child. Yeah. But
0: your body needed to like physically react and cry to what yeah. you've been going through. That's, yeah. I mean, it makes total sense.
1: Listen to what I had to do though. I had to call my husband ahead of time because I was flying home and I'd cried the whole flight. I cried, go into the car. I was crying constantly. couldn't get out of it. And I kept saying, stop it, like get out of it. So I had to call him ahead of time. I said, I'm coming, you know, I just landed. I'll, I'll be there soon. I just want you to know when you see me that everything is okay. Because I said, he's going to take one look at my face and think like, what happened to you? You were like,
2: don't tell dad. And I'm like, okay, I won't tell him. And then- No, I didn't want him home. to
1: know until I got to talk to him first. Cause I think he yeah. would be so upset. that got, I. Was-
2: you went home and I think you went up in the sauna He called me. He's like, why didn't you warn me? He called me and he was like, why don't you text me? And I was like, you told to hold me not to. I'm like, I don't know what to true. <laughs> Quit messing with me,
0: guys. y'all. <laughs> the
1: poor guy, right? He's like the, he's just like dealing with us both. <laughs> Two females.
0: So, so what is, what is it like? Well, I'm going to ask both of you guys for your, um your partners, spouses, boyfriends, your people that, well, actually, Julie, maybe yours is on your, in your content summary.
2: Some, right? Sometimes, Yeah. A little bit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, how, yeah. So, okay. So we know that Helen, your husband's not, not, to, not into being a TikTok superstar. Um, <laughs> what if,
1: He's very supportive if, of it, but he's not, he yeah, doesn't want to be
0: the star. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You can just hog the whole spotlight yourself. What about your boyfriend, Julie? Is it like, is it like, is he into it? Is he think it's weird? Cool. Like what, how does that work? Cause I know a lot of people I'm asking on purpose. Cause I know a lot of people listening are going to resonate with it. Cause they may have a, partner that yeah. either doesn't understand it or you know whatever
2: no he's very supportive of both of us on social media you know like he'll one of mom's videos will pop up and he does all the things he likes he shares he saves it he does all he like copy links very <laughs> yeah he does all the, he knows all the engagement metrics he needs to uh push for us <laughs> but um no he doesn't always want to be in content which I totally respect because I think you know that's not what he wants to do, and I think it's. I saw a video the other day of that. um What's her name? Like Olivia? Not Olivia. I forget the name, but the, this girl, and she's talking to like Laverne Cox, and Laverne Cox is saying how like you need to keep some stuff for yourself. Like you share so much on the internet, Dylan, the Dylan Mul- Mulvaney girl. Oh, yeah. um, Oh, okay. and she's talking to Laverne Cox and she's like it's so wonderful you're sharing all the stuff about your transition and this and that but like make sure to keep some stuff for yourself and I think oh, really you know nice. me and mom both post so much on social media that like our relationships with like you know my boyfriend and you know dad for you are like the things that are off social media and like that are kept personal for us and I don't think I think sometimes people think that means like oh Stephen doesn't care because he doesn't want to be in your videos with you it's like no I'm just like respecting his decision to not want to be, right like now. put his life on social media. And it's like totally fine as long as he, because he respects my decision to like do that, which he does, and he supports it. And you know, this weekend we we're on a trip in Santa Barbara, and he's like, "Can you take a video? Can you take my picture? Can you do this? Can you do that?" And he's, you know, he's, he's, he's all the best for hype it. man. He's her, best yeah. He's such a great hype man, but I just think like. I think especially like younger people who are like maybe new in relationships or like really want their boyfriend or partner husband to be more involved to just like remember like okay if they don't want to be involved you need to respect that decision and maybe that's just something you keep private for yourself that doesn't you know have to go on on the air like out to millions of people so um yeah I've never really like trying i don't try and pressure him to be in anything i I do take videos and he's like don't post that i'm like it's okay i just want it for me because you know honestly sometimes i just want to take like that home video-esque piece of content or video to have in like 20 years to like look back on not necessarily like everything needs to go on
1: social media No, i i I said the same to my husband. I'm like, "Can you let's take a picture?" And he, I go, "It's just for me." I always have to say, "I interested. do the same thing." <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like, but I want to make sure, like, he's in some content, like down the road when we're looking <laughs> back, and was he there you know, anyway? Because I yeah, tend yeah. to like, I tend to purposely be kind and leave him out, and then once in a while, I'm like, let's take a photo together, and yeah, we have to find time for that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah sometimes
1: you will know, be like into it, and like, he'll be in the video. I'm like,
2: "Oh, this is so nice," and it's like, and then it's like a treat when they want to be involved, yeah. and it's not like a chore. Um, I don't really love when like couples on social media like exploit their relationship like views or anything like that. And I just think I don't know like respect your person's decision like as long right. as they support you. Right. Sometimes yeah. I'm like I can't film TikTok in front of them. Like you need to go away. Like go over yes. there. Like
1: <laughs>
0: don't. I watch can't handle film. this one watch person <laughs> audience, but I I can yeah. handle the
2: million people audience yes, virtually. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they like yes. sneak up on me filming. I'm like it's the job. And he's like, I'm going to see it in 20 minutes when you post it. I'm like, yeah, so just see it then. Oh my God. I'm the same way. It's so true,
1: right? Oh God. Your content's so fun though. I mean, the fact that you, first of all, you're talented, that you can dance on a treadmill like that. It is impressive. I got to say you've gotten better and better as you've gone on though. I mean, that's really insane.
0: Thank you. Well, I, I, I danced on the ground more, more often lately and I've had people like, Oh, I didn't be like, you can really dance. And I'm like, <laughs> I guess it's hard to show that when you're on a trip. <laughs> <on a trend. laughs> <laughs> right? But um,
2: hey,
0: whatever, But give the people what they want, right? Like that's what they were wanting at the time. Let's go for it. Um, okay. Uh, before, before we, I don't want to forget to ask you guys before we're done about like some TikTok specific stuff. Let's okay. nerd out on TikTok a little bit. Yeah, let um, I feel like, and probably a lot of people feel like in recent times, and sometimes it maybe can be an excuse because somebody gets mad at the algorithm. But uh-huh. I do feel like there's been changes, just like I think. So, okay, as we're recording, we're in February 2023. So, in 2022, I feel like Instagram was going through its big change or something, whatever you want to call
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> and,
0: but I also feel like TikTok, TikTok has started to change. What are you all thinking about that? Like, what's your feelings on TikTok in general? How do you think it's changed over the past couple of years? I just want I don't know I just want to pick y'all's brains and see what y'all think
1: okay you want to go first or major
2: <laughs> yeah sure I can go. I definitely think it's like not as easy to go viral anymore like I, I almost like kick myself in the bat in the butt because I'm like why didn't I just like post like nobody was watching in 2020 like I could have been famous like you know because you see these people who are huge creators now and they just kind of like posted insane amounts of content during the pandemic and like you know, that really like gave them their rise or claim to fame. And I feel like TikTok's a little different now where you, don't, you definitely don't go viral as easier. I definitely see like changes in views recently and how views are pushed out, how, you know, me and mom have even noticed in terms of engagement metrics, likes and comments are not nearly as valuable as saves and shares are now. And like, that's more important. Like we've seen videos, especially on mom's account with like thousands of comments Barely any shares and a really low view count, but thousands of shares and saves, little amount of comments, and the views are just through the roof. It's insane. I think it's like that new metric that TikTok is
1: valuing is like how valuable and how shareable your content is. Yeah, I would also say that in like when we first got on in March, well, I was on in March twenty twenty, March or April twenty twenty was when we first started in the pandemic, and I'm grateful that I did then, but I'm so mad that I wasn't in it sooner. But I'm, you know, I'm grateful that I was in pretty early, but because it was mm-hmm. it was easy to grow. I wish that I was a little bit more savvy sooner to do tutorials because I really didn't do tutorials for at least and I'm I want to say almost a year being on the platform until I because that's the tutorials were really my secret sauce. That, and I think what people need to realize now is because pla- I see people, cr- creators, big creators complaining about like, well, now I have to promote in order. Is that what, what TikTok wants us to promote, to get, you know, they want money. And I just think there's so many more people vying for those spots yeah. in the in an older age market or in, a, in, in all the age markets that it's almost like how much content, think about yourself as a consumer of content. How many videos can you watch in a day? Even somebody who's watching TikToks for hours, you're not going to be able to see videos from every single person you follow if you're following thousands of people because you're not able to watch thousands of videos. It's just not physically possible. So if you think about that simple fact that you can't watch thousands of videos, so how do you expect as a creator to be seen by thousands of people? Because they have to watch thousands and thousands and thousands of videos to make sure that yours Mm -hmm. comes up. I just think there's some kind of A basic problem with it. And Mm -hmm. there's nothing, there's no solution necessarily. I mean, the solution is you want to hope that the people that are following you, that like love you, your diehards, are coming to your page and not waiting for you to show up on the For You page. So that's why I always say, like, if you're known for something super special that people are like, like I'm the TikTok teacher. And if they want to learn something, they remember the mothership. I have a very memorable username. So it's very easy for my loyal fans. Let's call them fans for the moment, but my loyal students to come over to the page and say, oh, let's see what she's teaching us this week. So I think building loyalty becomes more important than building a a number of followers. Like you want to build loyal followers more.
2: Yeah. I was also going to say, I feel like it's a lot harder to like, make original content now and also like yeah original content on the for you page in terms of TikTok like I've even noticed in the past few weeks I'm scrolling and I get sick of my FYP because I'm like this is just like the same times over and over again the same cap cut templates it's like I'm finally going more to like my following tab because I'm like I want to see some like actual original content but then even that like for example in the beauty space I feel like every beauty influencer does like the same makeup unboxing or makeup. They're like, hey, do you <laughs> see that? Like, Oh my God, I can't believe Like, you know, it's like every video is the same in my eyes. So I try, like, I use that as a point to like, when I'm making original content, like how can I differentiate myself from right. every other beauty creator out there, every other lifestyle creator, every other travel, you know, influencer. So like, I don't know, for like my travel videos, I'm not like a polished travel creator. I'm not like bringing a ball gown on a hike. You know, my videos are very real. And I try and keep that as like, hopefully my like secret sauce that helps me continue to grow and build a fan base is that I'm not really going to BS things. I'm not going to like filter things. I'm not going to be, I am i don't know. I'm just like a real person. <laughs> right.
0: I love that. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's also, I think, and this is something that you guys already know and that I know, but maybe somebody listening doesn't, is is that it's kind of like a lot of things in life that you really want to be you know, be successful at is you have to also know that there's sometimes where you have to kind of pivot and you have to adjust and you have to tweak and like things are going to change. It's not going to be the same TikTok forever or any platform, you know, they're going to go through stuff. It's bound to happen. And I think for me, I wonder if y'all agree with this and I'll nerd out for just a second. Like, I feel like also it's not, all to blame, but I feel like things were a bit temporarily elevated, right, for a couple of years, yeah. considering the situation we were all in together. And so there's gonna be a it has down, to be a dip. It, it has, has to. We
2: I mean, were doing nothing, right? Right, but I'm <laughs> people hoping, are I'm doing things now. They're not constantly on their phones. <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. So I think it's natural for that to have happened. And so what I'm what I'm hoping for 2023. And I think I'm kind of starting to see it on multiple platforms is that things will kind of, I'm, you can't, may not be able to see me. I'm like shaking my shoulders, like <laughs> things kind of start to get into some sort of a better groove again, or kind of settle down and maybe not be so
1: high and so low, like mm-hmm. a little more. I, I kind of, I kind of get excited about like, cause I like to think of well, what can I do different? <clears throat> That's like a big thing for me because yeah. Right. This is really, I can't believe I'm going to admit this right now, but I am. So right before I was diagnosed with cancer, like maybe three weeks or a month before, I was on a live and I was going... <laughs> I should I feel like I should make a documentary about something on like that's what I should do You're next Like sometime. my
2: TikTok feels boring. It feels boring. boring. Like I
1: think I'm getting <laughs> I think I'm getting stale. I have to think of it. And then I got hit with cancer. I go, well, there you go. Now I have new content. Not but anyway. Anymore. <laughs> anymore, But it's funny because I always think that. Like when I start to get in a rhythm, like, oh, I have to post a tour, tutorial. And then I do a couple trends, trends. I'm like, I'm getting boring. And so then I said, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna interview someone next week. So I, I called this older creator, she's 83, 82 years old, and I interviewed her on uh, and I thought well, that's fun. And maybe I'll start doing some interview content. So I like to challenge myself to what's new content I can do. Like what's something different. I don't like to stay in that lane, like just because it's expected and it's annoying. Cause what do you think always goes viral for me? The damn tutorials. And I want other things to be like, enjoyed. but anyway, I do the other things for myself, whether or not people like it or not. So. Right. Gotta be happy. Gotta be happy over here or else it's not real. (laughs) I was going to say
2: something and now I I think I lost my train of thought, but I think it's coming back. Oh, yes. So (laughs) I've said this this in our podcast and I even talked to mom about this, but just from like working in social media for so long and like on the client side and on the business side of wanting to like grow an audience, grow, like make sales, do this, have the right CTA, do the right hashtags that my content now is like purely for fun. Like obviously one day it'd be great to get a brand deal and like do a really big sponsorship with a brand I like. But I I feel like people who work in social media, like you're nine to five, 24 seven, almost like thinking about social media in a business sense that like it's so important to have an outlet to be like creative and have fun on social media. So like I went on vacation this weekend and I posted a few stupid trends and like travel videos. I knew they
1: weren't going to do well. <laughs> like I knew
2: that going in,
1: but I had fun making them, and you know, and we like watching our own TikToks, as yeah. we said before.
0: <laughs> yes, well, that well, it's such a good point, Julie, too, because I mean, anybody working in any industry can relate to that. You know, mm-hmm. you you it's going to be a little bit different for you. I'm I'm yeah. the same way. Like I I could teach social media things, not, not the things that not the way Helen does it. I'm not as detailed. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I, if you, somebody need me to teach them to do a transition, I probably just get pissed off
1: mm-hmm. because of
0: my patience level. When, you just but, send them
1: to me. That's okay.
0: <laughs> exactly. That I yes, And I do, but like, I could teach all kinds of social media things, the things that we do in my business all the time and how to strategize this or how to personal brand that and, dah, dah, dah. and I've done that some, but I'm with you. Like, like, I, I. But I, what I really want to do is dance. That's <laughs> so,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> and so you know why not? I mean, and, and you can figure out ways, right? Like it's like okay, well maybe you could teach over on LinkedIn or something, and they, mm-hmm. you know, you figure out a, a, your own groove. But I love that you said that because you do. It is important to enjoy it at least most of the time because that's how you get. That's how you don't quit. You mm-hmm. know, you're, if it's miserable, you're going to quit. Yeah. You're
1: yeah. Yeah. not going to want to do yeah. it. You know, you're not going to be excited about it. And like yeah. being excited about it is what. People think about who you want to hang out with. Do you want to hang out with somebody that's like, oh, okay, let's go. Yeah. Let's go have a drink. Let's go to mm-hmm. dinner. No, you want to hang out with someone that's like excited about life where you, you know, th- if you yep. think about that, like that should be who you are on your content. Be excited about what you're doing. Cause people will want to hang out with you. That's why I, I don't try and get like too caught up in like, you know, all these people like post three to five times a day,
2: do that. Like you gotta be consistent. And like, yes, I think consistency is key, but like, if I'm having a bad day, there's no point in me pushing out a video where I'm or like making a video where it's like not engaging. I'm in a bad mood and I don't like feel good about myself because like that's not gonna resonate with somebody and you know, I like want to put out like more positive content. Yeah. Unless you're <laughs> right talking now. about
1: being in a bad mood, then you're yeah. all set.
2: <laughs> but it's just like when you're not feeling good, there's like just let yourself not feel good and like go through your feelings and like don't feel pressured to post all all the time. Like I don't know. I just think there's this like really immense pressure that like the TikTok gurus, the experts and everyone puts on you to post like constantly, but it's like, you need to do what's like consistent and what's sustainable for you as like a human being at the core when you're making like social media content and like putting your life on the internet.
0: Right. Well, okay. So I'm glad you said that. Cause my, my last question for you guys was actually about advice for a new TikTok user. It's a cheesy cliche question to ask, but I'm going to mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. So what would you tell that person? So you've already just answered part of it, Julie, that maybe you don't need to have that pressure of posting many times a day, which is a very common piece of advice, which I don't know that there's anything wrong with that. If that's what the person wants to do. Right. So, so mm-hmm. somebody comes to specific situation, they come to you guys are like, okay, I'm just now starting on TikTok, and I'm cool with committing whatever I need to do, tell me and I will freaking do it. <laughs> what would you mm-hmm. tell that person?
1: Uh, I'm going to start just because Julia will be, have more more strategy behind her answer, so I'd rather go first. <laughs> okay, so my thinking is, and I always like ask the person who's thinking about going on social media, like, what do you? know that you think you might want to share with someone else because there's like, everybody has secret sauce. I spoke to this woman who like, is a, she's a salesperson I'm saying like so much on this podcast. I'm just noticing it, but anyway, sorry. So I spoke to her and she was like, she uh, works as a salesperson in um a furniture place or whatever. And I said, well, you know, you probably really know how to sell furniture. You probably have made some really good relationships in your job. So think about what kind of things, maybe there's tips you want to share about being a salesperson. I mean, maybe that's not what she wants to do, but my thinking is we all have something special that we have learned. And for me, I didn't figure it out until a year into TikTok that I'm like, my whole production background will help me teach people how to use TikTok. If I had even thought about that from the beginning, in the beginning, Julie was saying, oh, people will love to hear about your directing career and see what you do. It never occurred to me to connect it, my career, to what I can offer to people. And I think that that is... What makes people want to save your content is if you're offering them something that they haven't, that they have that's special and that might resonate with a certain group of people looking for that thing. So that's what I always say like, think about what your little special sauce is in your life. Like, what did you learn? Like, you know, maybe there's somebody who just wants to share about um, making desserts or something. I'm just making it up because it's a ton yeah. of dessert people, but still, there could be a ton of dessert people and you might do your desserts differently. So there's no reason not to do it because you think everyone else is doing it. All right, Julia. Oh now, what do you think?
2: Oh, okay. Well, kind of like piggybacking off of that, just like a thought that I had. Um, like if you want to do, if you want to make an account where you're you really, so I'll just use myself but as an example. Like I'm really into photography, but I don't necessarily love like the teaching aspect of it. So I don't really want to make videos that are like three tips for that, four tips for that. Like, that's not really like what I want to do. So I think what's really important when you're starting a TikTok account or any type of like video social media accounts to figure out if you want to be like someone who is like an educator, an entertainer, or like an inspirational, like aspirational figure. So like figuring out like which bucket you want to be in, yep. in terms of like producing content. So for mom, you love doing tutorials. So you're like, you fall more into this like educational bucket, but as you've grown and people have loved you, you kind of have now melded into this like inspirational, aspirational, like lifestyle creator, if that makes sense. And so for me, like my content right now is more just like fun. I hope it's like entertaining as its main core. Cause I'm not really like educating. Like I know I could make an account and teach people how to do social media strategy and photography and content creation, but like I don't really find joy in that. Like I find more joy in like being humorous and creating engaging content and, you know, taking this entertaining route might be a little harder because there's so many like entertainers in the world on the internet, but I have more fun doing that. And if that's going to be more fun for me in the long term, I'm going to go down that route versus if I did go into that educational path, I would get really burnt out and be like, I don't want really want to post five tips anymore.
0: <laughs> right. I I relate to that Julie so much and I'll tell you it, it, this maybe just like encouragement in that in that topic is that I've actually gotten more business because people have seen me doing the kind of content that I just had fun doing and performing and stuff that like business like business business thousands of dollars <laughs> a year clients right um then if I you know tried to focus more on like you know, being businessy and talking <laughs> about the business things, um, for some period of time. Cause I've done experiments, right. I'm always a Guinea pig trying all kinds of random crap. So, I mean, I think that's cool. Cause, cause it, it, it just proves that like what you said, Helen, like if you are, you lean into your strengths, that's essentially what it is. So if, if the strength is teaching something cool, but if, if it's like you're saying, Julie, like just, just entertaining, having more fun and entertaining and just kind of loosening up, cool like it doesn't really matter it's just because because the audience can feel it right like they can't yes. always like describe it but they can feel like your your authenticity i
1: guess you know sure. it's so funny cuz when i teach i get like so excited and i i don't know that's what i love I just get so excited about it. It's ridiculous. Sometimes I'm in here and I'm <laughs> in this room and I'm like, let me show you. I'm going to set this tripod up. up, up, up. Like <laughs> I am into it. And it's like my fun thing, which is crazy. Cause it's like, so my fun thing is actually teaching. Whereas like other people might have a fun thing by being performing or by being m- more like the comedy thing. So it's yes, lean yeah. into your favorite thing.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Your favorite thing.
0: What makes you happy? And then people, and if it's not, if you're not talking about your work, then people like you enough, they'll go and they'll find out what you do for your work. And then they'll <laughs> want to work with you. You know, I love yeah. that. I love it too. Okay. Before uh, we go, tell us about the podcast. So when does you guys have a podcast now? When does it come out? I don't know I, when, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're releasing this episode soon. So when does it come March out? 1st, What's it yeah. called? What are all the things? March 1st? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, yeah, so it's good. We're going to release March 1st. It's called yours truly. And it's, we have an Instagram, yours truly dot the podcast. So that's where we're putting our little snippets out and we're very excited because that's like our passion project. That's not even like our business. That's the thing mm-hmm. that we have Julie had a vision for this like a year ago. She was kind of bugging me bugging me and I'm like, "Uh, eh, podcast, I don't know." And I we recorded and when I listened back, I was more excited about this that the text messages that we had that night when I listened back, I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh my god. This is this is gold." Like for some reason our the way we're communicating with each other, the things we're sharing, it's very relatable. Our, like I said, our engineer was really excited listening to it. So everything I think is going to like really lead down that path. And through that podcast, we are sharing that we work together and our other businesses socialize. So together we're hella socialized.
2: The reason I wanted to start this podcast is like we started making content together on TikTok and they always did so well. And people always were like really interested in our relationship as like a mother-daughter That work together and just like have fun together so I really wanted to start it because I feel like it could be a really interesting and unique podcast where we talk about you know things like hard things but also fun things and it could be relatable it could be for people who don't really like maybe have a great relationship with like their mom or like family members it could just be for someone who like I don't know wants to listen to a fun conversation about social media and like travel
1: and so each one is different each each uh, each of our episodes is cut, hits a topic pretty hard so mm-hmm. it's really it's really and then it goes off on little tangents and we come back it's really fun
0: oh my gosh you guys you are you are going to love it so much podcasting i always say is one of the best things i've ever done in my life there's this intimate feeling of like you're in someone's ear like while they're doing dishes while they're out on a run like mm-hmm. it's, it's this kind of cool other thing and video as we all know is freaking magical, but there is something about being in someone's ear. That's really kind of special. You guys are going to knock it out of the park. I'm so excited to listen <laughs> yeah, to you. Okay. Excited. March 1st, yours truly It's going to be on all the major platforms. Yes? yes. Yes. Okay, cool. And we'll make sure we'll put information in the show notes about that. Um, how to follow you guys on social media, please. Uh, we'll put that in the show notes, but please go ahead and tell us right now.
1: I'm The Mothership on TikTok and Instagram, and that's The Mothership with a U, -U M-U-T-H-E-R-S-H-I-P, The Mothership. (laughs) And uh, and we also together are Hello Socialize on our Instagram, where we're doing teaching and sharing. And then we have The Creative Forecast. That's right through Hello Socialize. The Creative Forecast is our other account. And Julie, go for yours.
2: Yeah, on TikTok, I'm Truly Julie. So it's T-R-U-L-Y-J-U-L-I. And on Instagram, it's, you know, my full name. So Julianne Polisi, <laughs> it's, a big, it's a long one, but I
1: think we'll just put it in the show notes. But that, yeah, that's
2: right me. This. And All together
1: right, we're at socialized.com. And then you can learn everything you need to know about social media there.
0: Definitely do you guys follow these ladies. You won't be sorry. You're going to fall in love with them. Like I have. Thanks guys for being on the show. I really
1: appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah.
0: Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to britneycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.